Today on the Tech Bytes podcast, sponsored by Palo Alto Networks, we look at Autonomous Digital Experience Management, or ADEM, which provides detailed visibility into end-user device and application performance. We're going to talk about how Palo Alto Networks uses AI ops to help IT and help desk teams quickly identify and respond to problems for a distributed workforce. Our guest is Dinesh Ranjit. He is Director of Product Management at Palo Alto Networks. Uh, Dinesh, welcome to the show. And before we get into the discussion, can you just bring us up to speed on what ADEM is as a product category? We launched our ADEM, Autonomous Digital Experience Management uh, Solution. It primarily stands on two important pillars, right? One is how do we provide IT teams with end-to-end or holistic visibility, if you would, specifically in a hybrid workforce environment, right? Where your users are connecting and accessing applications from you know, home network, maybe their favorite coffee shops, or a couple of days or three days in a week, walk into your branch offices. Yep. The second major thing is the applications are also in a multi-cloud environment, SaaS apps, private apps in public clouds, or in a physical data center. So how do IT teams have full visibility? And how can we use AI ops to transform IT teams from being reactive to proactive? Right. So that was our aim when we started and we built and launched our AI-powered ADEM solution. Okay, and there's two elements to the solution, I guess. Then there's the client agent, which sits out on uh, an end user's device, and then that's sending information back to a centralized management area where then IT and help desk can get information on you know that that end user experience. That's absolutely right, Drew. So I'll actually say we have three vantage points from where we collect telemetry, right? To quickly go over them, one is all of your users' endpoint devices, right? The end user devices, if you would. The second is we are natively integrated with our Prisma SD-WAN, uh, uh, the branch routers. The third, we have a cloud probe agent. Um, we have we are present, our, our SASE solution is present in 140 cloud locations globally. And we have a cloud agent in these 140 plus locations and we use these three probes, if you would, to do the monitoring uh, for your business critical applications to collect all of the telemetry, right? So this is not in-network telemetry. This is out-of-band telemetry. And what I mean by that is a lot of the times people rely on telemetry that is either ejected from the appliance in the form of flow records, or they tap into the network and start collecting you know, packet, uh, collecting packets off the wire and then feeding them into a flow generator, which then generates flow records or captures all the packets and then looks for insights in the analytics. DEM is much more of a, an out-of-band. There is a probe, there is an agent somewhere either looking at the data or sending, creating tests, manu- literally running manual tests between two endpoints to get an idea of what's happening in the network. That is right. What we call a synthetic traffic, if you would, or synthetic tests, where these three probes, the three vantage points I spoke about, will we'll do, again, the periodicity is configurable, but let's say default five minutes, a test towards your business critical applications. And it's monitoring, I'm going to say three critical things here. One is end user device performance. Second is the network performance. And third is the application performance, right? And mm. the, the reason for synthetic testing is even when somebody's not accessing an application, you still want to continuously measure all of these three things, device performance, network performance, mm-hmm. and application performance. So you can start building those baselines. Like you use machine learning to understand what is normal and what patterns change when you have, you know, let's say at load or or you're moving and, and how that latency yeah. is, et cetera, right? Yeah, because a synthetic test can go and log into a website, fetch a test image 20 times, and then log back out again, right? And you can run that on the weekend as well as you can at peak times on a Friday afternoon, or you know, on a Wednesday or whatever the time is, and actually find out the delta between the two. So how does the server work under load 
And how does the server work when it's not under load? And that becomes your baseline. So then you know what the deviation is. That's the idea there, isn't it? And couple that with, I would say also uh, geographies and locations, meaning let's take, you know, application A in Northam, the latency is probably 30 millisecond for the same application A, let's say it's distributed, it's a SaaS app for regions in Asia Pacific, maybe at 60 milliseconds is normal. So how do you start building that view and then truly tie that back to user experience, right? So that's the aim mm. with what we are trying to build with our uh, AI-powered data solution. Right. And then what you're doing is adding AI to this tool. You know, before we talked about using machine learning, before it was statistics and heuristics. And, you know, way back in time, it was just charting it on a chart. This is really the evolution of that product to the net, to a much more usable state. I don't want to trivialize this and say like, you know, blah, 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 any increment, but it's now we're bringing AI to the to the digital experience monitoring world. Absolutely. So let me kind of touch upon two important things, how um, AI is useful, right? And at this point, I'll also talk about one of my interactions with our uh, customers who was using this product, right? Hmm. Talk about digital experience. We talk about, you know, users accessing applications, but there is a notion of also your critical network infrastructure. And one important thing we did was using our AM solution, we also monitor critical network infrastructure. Example, your auth servers, right? Auth behavior at a, a organization level. Mm. With this customer, we baselined, imagine auth requests coming into or flowing through uh, our solution, our Prisma SASE solution. How many of those auth requests succeeded? How many of them failed because of a wrong username, pass, wrong password? And, and third reason being a timeout failure. And imagine we start seeing deviations and timeout failures. Every network will see few auth requests timeout, right? It's normal, mm, Maybe yeah. if, mm. let's say 10, 10 requests in an hour, right? But suddenly I've seen hundreds of these auth requests time out and I have the hop by hop network performance. Now I'm able to literally root cause and tell you if the problem is a network problem or is it a problem with your auth server or the third thing is it's a change in config, maybe a misconfig of the auth profile causing this auth behavior. Being able to use AI to get to that proactively, it actually stopped a widespread outage for our customer because they quickly knew where the problem was. They went and applied the remediation, boom, the auth was back on track, right? Can you talk about what the AI brought to the table then that uh, you know, just a, an engineer looking at all these alerts coming in wouldn't necessarily have been able to do as quickly? So I'll, I'll tell you a great question. Two important uh, key, actually three key points, right? One, how do you know how many auth requests timing out in a given time, at a given time of day, in a given region is okay? And we actually have machine learning algorithms trying to understand that those baselines, right? And every different count. So I, I also like to mention MLOps, right? Machine learning at, at scale, uh -huh. where if you're trying to baseline different kinds of metrics, we are using different machine learning algorithms. So first is being able to detect there is a deviation in behavior, right? That's number one, what we call as anomaly detection. The second piece is correlation. Now I have, a, let's say, an anomaly detected with auth behavior. I'm looking at network path performance. I, we talk about latencies, uh, packet loss, jitter, et cetera, uh -huh. hop by hop, all the way from a user to the auth server, let's say. I have a lot of telemetry there. Again, I look for anomalies in that path and being able to correlate them and, and build causation. So what we do is topological correlation um, and logical correlations to be able to kind of peel out the root cause, if you would. And the last piece about the AI ML here is what I call is automated remediations. Understanding all of this, we actually propose what the next step should be to fix this problem, right? So that kind of completes the story of AI ops and how AI and ML is used for us. Okay, and I think that correlation part is probably important because if you're dealing with hundreds of alerts 
you're sort of like, okay, where do I start? But this correlation capability means, okay, this looks like it's not my auth server. It's a network issue and it's restricted to people on this segment of a particular network that I should go investigate. A hundred percent. So you already kind of touched upon what I call as impact analysis. Okay. The system is telling me there's a failure here. Like you said, it's not the auth, it's the network, but who is impacted? And that's such a huge thing for uh, network operators or IT teams today, because in general, um, even if 1% or 5% of these users who are seeing these auth issues end up calling your help desk, how do you quickly tie it back saying that they are impacted by this particular outage or this anomaly that the system has already detected? So all of that correlation that you, you touched upon also helps quickly tie your help desk tickets, your users calling to complain back to an known anomaly and then being able to provide them with an ETA, et cetera, or also helps you understand the impact or or how, what is the blast radius of this issue? You're telling me there's a problem with my auth server or the network towards the auth server. Is it uh, 50 users, 500 users, 5,000 users? How do you even gauge that? And, and that's where all of this correlation really makes it uh, useful for the uh, network teams. Do you have another example you can share? So imagine similar construct on auth we talk about. We baseline pretty much all data flowing through a SASE solution, right? I'll give a few examples of DNS anomalies. How do you differentiate between your DNS server being overloaded versus a DDoS attack happening. Imagine again, ML at scale to detect those anomalies and then correlate to tell you if it's a DDoS attack versus it's actually your DNS server load is high and it's not able to respond. Uh, it's, an, it's another example and use case that we solve. Third is ISP outages, doing a large scale cross correlation for data coming from all users, anonymized, all our ADEM customers in a geolocation who are using the same internet provider being able to find internet outages or more specifically, I would say degradation of the internet service, right? We all know if internet is not working at home, when I'm at home and I know if internet is completely down, you would know, I would know, but it's when the internet is actually working, but not working well. And my app is timing out, my page is loading slowly. Who do I call? Am I going to call my IT and complain? What can they do about it? Now imagine this visibility for IT teams and for end users directly. If they come to know that their internet provider is going through a degradation is of a lot of mm. value to kind of deflect those tickets. So again, all of these mm. use cases powered by AI, cross-correlation, large-scale correlations, et cetera. So really, everything you've talked about here is about this operations, how reducing operations or reducing the cost of operations by finding things like this proactive troubleshooting or... Um, uh, early warning or predictive fault monitoring was one that you talked about before, but now what you're suggesting is you've got improved diagnostic tools. So how I can get to the root of a problem faster and prove that it's this, not that. That so that's really where, and that's the, both of those things are operational expense reducing. They reduce the cost of overheads, or um, you know, more pe fewer people can do more work type of idea. That is absolutely right. So some of the examples we spoke so far, uh, right, were about proactively detecting issues that is impacting a large number of users, let's say. Now let's flip it a little bit of how we are using AI ML in our ADEM solution to solve a single user calling your help desk and complaining, right? So we built a tool that's called Access Analyzer. And the idea being, let's say this morning I wake up, I was able to access Salesforce last night. This morning I'm not able to, and I'm calling IT and saying, hey, I'm, I'm trying to get my work done. I'm, I'm part of the sales team. I can't get to Salesforce. It's really a, a loss of productivity. Mm. Now, traditionally, Help desk teams are that I learn either they have to switch between multiple tools, one problem, second problem, maybe they don't even have access to enough data. And I've heard from enough of our customers, by the way, that it's always a network problem, right? 
<laughs> check the ticket with the networking team. I've yeah. heard this from many of our customers. <laughs> Proving that it's not the network. Meantime, to innocence, that's the key. You, you mm. nailed the metric there. So mm. one of the key things uh, we wanted to solve was ambiguity in ticket routing. What we meant by that is we actually built a tool which can perform multi-domain analysis, which is, it's going to, so imagine this, you simply fire a query, can Dinesh, which is me, access salesforce.com, and we have all the telemetry, starting from my MacBook, which I'm using to access Salesforce, what is the health and performance of my MacBook? Or if I'm logged in from home, what is my home Wi-Fi network looking like on my home router? How is about my internet provider? Oh, how about salesforce.com itself? Is there an outage of Salesforce in the US West Coast? And mm. last but not least, we couple that with security policy configuration. Now I'm able to holistically tell you if Dinesh is not able to access Salesforce, what is causing this problem? And if help desk is empowered and equipped to be able to make take remediations, that's great. If not, we just eliminated ambiguity in ticket routing. Now I know mm. if it's security policy blocking access, boom, the ticket goes to the right team, maybe the security yeah, admin. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll flip one last thing, um, and, and and I really want you know people are going to in, in everybody's going to relate to this. I'm going to write a policy which says group dot sales application Salesforce allow is Dinesh part of the right group this morning, or is there a breakage between Active Directory and the SASE solution? Yeah, so I wanted to expand on something here. Now, one of the things here is that this is Palo Alto Networks, and for many people, you are. A security company, you do firewalls, you do security, you do SOAR, you do, you know, all that, you do SASE. And now you're saying you're getting into the visibility monitoring. If I was someone who's saying like, why would I be getting this from Palo Alto Network? Is there something that you can do by saying, because I'm giving this tool, and if you've got all my other, what's the advantages of buying them all from one vendor instead of saying, I'm going to go and buy? Because normally we buy visibility tools separately from our actual infrastructure tools, right? because we want something that's multi-vendor. Does yours fit into that model? So first thing I, I want to kind of uh, start off saying why it should be us is because for folks who are listening to some of our other podcasts, we have embarked down on what I call as a single unified platform story, right? From mm -hmm. end to end, it's remote workforce, branch office security, people who have embarked on zero trust network access, et cetera. The key is two things. One, end to end being a Palo Alto single vendor, and we are seeing a lot of our, our top customers kind of adopting the strategy. You do not want to, we talked about switching between tools, carrying context mm. between two different tools is one of the biggest challenges of correlation, root causing, being able to do ML AI effectively, right? Data is the key. The minute you have two different siloed, discrete vendors who talk two different languages, let me put it that way, right? A policy uh -huh. in vendor one, we mean different a policy in vendor two, being able to do correlations there is hard, right? That's number one problem. Number two problem is, you have to manage yet another piece of software. Example, our solution is natively integrated with the Palo Alto products that you would purchase for your, like I said, a VPN replacement project or SWIG proxy use cases or ZTNA use cases, et cetera, right? We are natively integrated. For activating ADEM, you're not buying yet another piece of software and you're not going to, you know, going to go through the life cycle of upgrade, install, et cetera. Mm. It's all delivered to you in the same controller or management plane that you'd use for our Prisma SASE, right? So that's what right. makes us different because mm. the time to value of rollout the solution is probably, I would say, three clicks, to be honest, right? And we want to get to a single click. But even using it, because if I've got multiple operators and I've got someone who's doing, say, firewall management and SAS management 
you know, and you've got all of the policies that you're setting up in a zero trust environment, there's value in being in the same console and the same authentication and authorization. If you're in this user group, you can see this configuration of all the tools. And the visibility here or the digital experience monitoring should be part. It's easier if it's part of that, perhaps. Oh, 100%, right? So mm. it's not just ADEM. When we write security policies, imagine we need device posture. If you have turned off your antivirus software, you don't get access to certain ground jewel or business critical applications. Uh -huh. For you to write such a policy now, you need to understand device posture, device ID, et cetera. With all of that data, you want to troubleshoot with that same interface, a, a, a tool that you use to implement your security stack or your access stack. You want the same tool to be able to troubleshoot. You don't want a different vendor because then, like I said, we're talking different languages. You have to teach. Talk about training your help desk and network teams or operators. You're going to encounter, again, the same amount of... Um, uh, you know, twice the amount of effort to train them on two different tools. So uh, mm. that's the key, I would think. The, the value in having this integrated end-to-end -end single vendor story is so powerful. Yeah. And is this uh, endpoint client um, integrated with, if I'm also using Palo Alto for antivirus, anti-malware, remote access, I can also get ADEM capabilities, or is it a separate client? Oh, it's the same client, no separate client. It's a single client, what you use for remote workforce connectivity, what we call as our mobile users uh, solution for remote workforce uh, connectivity, that same agent sitting on every single end user's laptop has this ADEM agent uh, embedded within it, right? It's all about enabling it. Once enabled, that's it. So you're not installing new software. You're not even uh, certifying a new software because I'll tell you, certifying anything that goes on endpoints today, every uh, large organization have to certify that software. Sure. Right. So all of that is gone. It's a single software that you're certifying and installing. It's all about enabling features at that point. Okay, that does wrap up our time together. Dinesh, if folks want to try this for themselves or get more information about ADEM, where should they go? Two important assets. One is I would recommend poloalternetworks.com slash sassy, and you'll find a lot of content, uh, demo videos and recordings about our ADEM solution. The second is the product has been shipping and we have an evaluation license available today for you to try out. And I highly encourage you to try the license out. Mm. Got it. Okay. We'll have that link in the show notes. Uh, thanks, Dinesh, for joining us. And thanks to Palo Alto for being a sponsor. Sponsors make everything we do here at Packer Pushers possible. But of course, thank you for being a listener. You are also very important to us. If you like this episode, you can find it and many more fine free technical podcasts and our community blog. It's all at packapushers.net. You can follow us on LinkedIn. You can hear us on Spotify. You can join our Slack channel if you want to hang out and say hello. And last but not least, you can leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. And as always, remember that too much networking would never be enough.